You are listening to your home for Michigan Athletics. 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Locate us on the web at WCBN.org. 15 seconds remain. Hunwick has it. Forward to Tambellini. Tambellini, he'll shoot. Save there, and the rebound comes to Hunwick. Six seconds remain. Tambellini shoots and scores. It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead. Well, it's a little after uh, 6.30 p.m., and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And speaking as though I've had my stomach pumped for the last week from watching the Republican convention, I'm Jim Dwyer. Yeah, I don't know if uh, a musical is going to emerge from this campaign, but getting to know you... <laughs> Getting to know all about you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is unbelievable. This has just turned Very into... Very strange week. Just turned into... Farce. <laughs> it's about the only way you can uh, characterize this. Um, I mean, it's just amazing to listen to the media. You know, she's instantly declared a rock star, which uh, I sort of predicted last week. And... Uh, Okay, one of the one of the qualifications she had, um, <clears throat> apparently in the vetting process, that doesn't seem to have been nearly uh, thorough or accurate in terms of the way the McCain campaign has characterized it. Um, she was a sportscaster, so she knows how to read a teleprompter, uh, and that was evident uh, from her speech on, I think it was Wednesday night, which I watched. I didn't watch. Uh, too much of the other stuff. In fact, I wanted to give a brain damage award out to the Republican Party, period, for even opening their convention on Labor Day. Well, actually, an American holiday. I mean, well, given the how offensive <laughs> can you get? And of course, they got sort yet, of lucky. Very revealing, anyway, because of course it's well known what the Republican Party's <laughs> attitude about the organized unions of American workers. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, a no slap one, in the face, to be sure. No one made any uh, comment of that, but, uh, yes, yeah, I mean, obviously the media is <clears throat> going to somehow uh, go after her a little bit still uh, because it strikes me that this uh, resume has been padded even more than perhaps her bra. <laughs> <coughs> uh, we'll uh, tone it down a bit. They're... Uh... <laughs> There are ways in which, though, she comes straight out of central casting. Oh, sure. I mean, this is this is the sort of a candidate who spoon feeds itself to yeah. the kind of voter who really doesn't know that much, who might not even be able to delineate the difference between Iran and Iraq, mm -hmm. um, who just thinks things are pretty okay for him. Or John McCain, who in his speech claimed he was, quote, a man of peace. That he hated war, and this is a, a guy that's been openly talking about bombing Iran for well, and even two years. Uh, yeah, <laughs> even making some uh, noise about uh, stepping up to defend Georgia. Yeah, at the convention, it's it's remarkable stuff, and of course, uh, brilliant politics. Uh, nice packaging. Uh, I even saw 
Judy Woodruff tonight reporting that McCain and Palin are in the lead for the presidency. This is nonsense. Uh, I heard about this Gallup poll. Uh, they didn't poll uh, first-time uh, voters. They, you know, it's, quote, likely voters based on people that have voted before, not people that are going to vote for the first time. So, yeah, there's just remarkable disinformation going on uh, thus far, and I'm sure it will continue. I think that the debates uh, will be telling. But just a couple of items on the uh, blatant inaccuracy of many of the... And, you know, Palin has been sequestered all week. She hasn't mm -hmm. been available for any um, media... I'm sure Carl Rove is attaching the wires to her cerebellum. Yeah. Make uh, sure she's pre-programmed. She's being programmed to uh, hopefully answer all the questions that they hope she gets asked. Uh, I don't know if there are going to be any curveballs in the VP debate, but don't count on it. But it's interesting, uh, you know, it turns out that John McCain had uh, decided on, on Sarah Palin the Thursday of the week before. This guy's wrapped up the uh, Republican nomination. I went back and checked this, and Romney conceded on the 15th of February. Mm -hmm. This guy's had six months. <laughs> this is worse than, uh, shall we say, cramming for an exam at the University of Michigan. <laughs> Uh, so he decides on on Palin on the th the Thursday night of the previous week, the the night that Obama gave his speech. Apparently, he had another face to face interview with her, the second time he's met her, <laughs> hadn't seen her since February. Um, and then uh, John McCain's spokesman, it was revealed, of course, uh, as the media began to investigate uh, Sarah Palin, said, um, and I'm just quoting here from. Frank Rich. As the New York Times, and this is in yesterday's column, reported Tuesday, Palin was sloppily vetted at best. McCain operatives and some of their press surrogates responded to the revelation by trying to discredit the Times article. After all, the Washington Post had cited McCain aides, including his campaign manager Rick Davis, last weekend to assure us that Palin had been given a full vetting process. She had been subjected to a, quote, FBI background check, we were told, and that the McCain camp had reviewed everything it could find on her. Well, it turns out there was no FBI background check. The Times found no evidence that a McCain representative spoke to anyone in the state legislature or business community. Or interviewed Bristol's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, he had to be given a quick haircut, and then dragged on to the stage as Frog a prop. marched, you might say. Yeah, shotgun wedding. <laughs> and, of course, uh, it, it's, it's a great column because it shows <clears throat> in Frank Rich's column Palin and McCain's shotgun marriage, yeah. which is precisely what it was. Um, he continues, no McCain researcher even bothered to consult relevant back issues of the Wasilla paper. Apparently, when McCain said in June that his vice presidential vetting process was basically, quote, a Google, <laughs> he wasn't joking. I think some nerd in the McCain campaign typed in a bunch of data once it was clear that neither Romney, Ridge, or Lieberman were going to fly for various reasons. And my own theory on this, by the way, was that it was Romney uh, several weeks ago after they tried the Lieberman trial balloon, and that wasn't going to fly. Uh, but Romney had too many houses. Uh, and once McCain had that gaffe, 
Romney was disqualified because I think he's got something like five houses. Um, it, yeah, it's just it's a farce, and and yet no. Well, there have been some f- serious commentators actually question the process that McCain utilized. I mean, this is sort of the first crucial decision that a presidential candidate makes before the election. Right. Who's the VP and why is this person qualified? And I don't think any objective analysis of Sarah Palin's record, which is limited, or background, um, qualifies her to be president. Let me list the presidents that have died in office. William Henry Harrison, Abraham Lincoln, James Garfield, William McKinley, Warren G. Harding, FDR, JFK, and of course Tricky Dick had to resign. So VP is important. That's yeah. eight <laughs> people. I believe that's eight. Eight presidents have had to leave office. That's a very that's basically a little over one out of almost twenty percent of all the presidents we've had. Look at all the assassination attempts that there have been on presidents. This uh, in the 20th century, FDR, Ronald Reagan, Teddy Roosevelt, McKinley was successfully assassinated. A couple attempts on Ford. Um, JFK, of course, was assassinated. There was an assassination attempt on Truman, Ford, and Ronald Reagan even. (laughs) Incredible. And, of course, Woodrow Wilson had a a stroke that most historians now um, indicate that his... Wife was running the presidency for the last six to eight months. So Sarah Palin's been beat to the job anyhow. <laughs> but apparently she's qualified because she eloped. Uh, there's also a complete mystery about her college background. It turned, you know, she graduated from the University of Idaho, but apparently went to six schools where there's almost no record of her attending. Something's very amiss here. And uh, the cynicism, I mean, the, the, the rallying around of Palin by the, all the Republican establishment is not to be, uh, it's not surprising, because apparently her main qualification in, in their eyes is that she's um, a, right a radical wing? on abortion. Right. She even opposes abortion in cases of rape and incest. That's what the facts are. Yeah, and actually, listeners who don't have access to cable, but if you do have an internet access, strongly recommend watching some uh, of the episodes of The Daily Show from last week. Actually, Newt Gingrich sat down on the program and uh, said some bizarre things in response to a pretty good question about that very subject. But uh, one of Newt's uh, brilliant comments, the spinmeister that he is on the strength of Sarah Palin as a candidate for vice president as well, she has more executive experience than Barack Obama or Joe Biden. Which is probably not true. <laughs> well, the, the, the response from Jon Stewart was that, uh, well, that's true of John McCain as well. So for what it's worth, you know, being governor for uh, 18 months, two years. Yeah, she supervised one budget. And of course, one of the good things about the Palin nomination is it's actually focused some scrutiny on the ability of Alaska to receive federal money. Indeed. Um, they receive the highest amount per capita. The earmarks claim turns out to be phony. Um, the, even the bridge to nowhere turns out to be phony, which I, I might add is just a perfect metaphor for the Iraq war. 
we're building a bridge to nowhere in the uh, desert of Mesopotamia. And I would just uh, point out to Ms. Palin that uh, one day of um, our spending in Iraq is far more than the bridge to nowhere ever cost, uh, assuming um, that she did oppose it, because it turns out that she uh, accepted the money anyway and didn't actually quote, oppose it until after it had already been canceled. So <laughs> some of her claims already, I mean, during the 2000 election, these sorts of claims were Al Gore was called a liar mm. over and over by the uh, pundit punditocracy. Uh, and, of course, the speech itself uh, that she gave was just littered with just outright falsehoods. Um, well, instead, the, entire the media talked about how effectively she delivered the message, how she'd rallied the base how she'd injected energy into the uh, McCain campaign, et cetera, et cetera. And I uh, assume that there's there's no doubt that there was a little bit of a bounce coming out of the uh, convention for the GOP. The Democrats got a bounce the week before. I think that this is basically about John McCain's message problem and the tightrope that he's obviously trying to balance. He's on a <coughs> high high wire act with you know Teddy Roosevelt on one side and Ronald Reagan on the other uh, two elephants and he's wobbling around um, he's got the religious right problem and the Republican party establishment problem and yet it turns out that he on most votes votes with the Republican party well, pretty much down the line indeed he's got a W problem too the, the entire week generally was a, an exercise or a steady barrage if you will of crap sandwiches and cheerfully smug mean-spiritedness yeah. you expect a lot of you know puffery and hyperbole from a political convention certainly the democratic convention was not uh, completely innocent of, of that either but the extent to which the republicans were compelled over and over again in speaker after speaker to distance themselves from the reality of the fact that a republican administration has been in control for the last eight years right and and control of the white house in 28 of the last 40 years and they've right. been in control of congress in a number of the other years so i mean it's it's remarkable disinformation when they mccain decides okay the experience debate that he'd or assertions that he'd been making all summer uh, didn't work. He switched campaign uh, advisors uh, like a month and a half ago. This is well known. And now he has a Karl Rove surrogate working for him. Right. And this is the Karl Rove playbook that we're seeing, very similar to George Bush. Make up a lot of baloney and create a... <laughs> A sort of show, you know, a show, a sideshow that's that's a complete diversion from reality and the facts, uh, the historical facts and the evidence. Um, this idea that Palin and, and McCain are going to come in and reform Washington is... Get this country moving again, he said at one point. Yeah. And a, a reference towards the end of his speech uh, in McCain's there to retrain people for new jobs in the world economy. What jobs? What training? is? Are these army jobs, perhaps? There's certainly a lot of... Uh, Where's he been? I mean, this the, the, every state in America's got programs that are involved in retraining uh, uh, workers. In fact, one of the provisions of NAFTA is... And uh, basically, there are about... Uh, it's estimated about 400,000 workers that have lost their jobs because of NAFTA. There's actually a provision in the NAFTA legislation that, that uh, um, forces... Uh, the government to uh, fund training programs for displaced workers. So uh, John McCain, um, to borrow Brian Unger's 
pithy observation in his commentary today is suffering from political dementia. <laughs> PD. Well, also, too, throughout across the board during the, that convention and partly because of the events of the last, you know, a couple of months with regards to Russia and Georgia, there's been a sort of a metaphorically speaking, a sort of instinctive flexing of the political mind in America back to a Cold War mentality. Um, dangerously so. I mean, uh, what was uh, Mitt Romney's speech was what you used to be called uh, a red meat speech. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a complete John Birch Society spectacle is that moose, there. Is that moose meat? <laughs> it's raw and it's red. And it's meat, and I'm going to eat it right now. I mean, he basically declared war yeah. on Islam uh, in that speech, among other things. The entire drill baby drill chant is a, another thing altogether. But uh, shoot, baby, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's qualified because she's a lifelong member of the NRA, and she knows how to dress a moose. Well, I'd kind of like to see her undress Ed Meese. <laughs> That's plural for moose. Um, a lips, uh, what a pit bull with lipstick. I'm a hockey mom, which is a disservice to hockey moms, I must say. It, uh, oh, brother, a mom's a mom. I don't know where this Quite is frankly. going to end, but uh, it's not going to be pretty. I, I just uh, there, there is something that is just so cynical about this, this choice. I just have to believe that some aide for McCain actually did a cha-cha, typed in some data, and boom, Sarah Palin hey, came Hey, this, this ought to work. Though I do know one of the origins of the Sarah Palin idea. Um, it relates to a William Crystal column that um, I actually tracked down in which she's actually mentioned huh. in his, oh, how to pick a VP, um, which we can get to uh, next week because it's an interesting formula that uh, uh, that uh, McCain seems to have adopted. And, of course, William Crystal was one of the architects in the media of the Iraq War that uh, now we're getting all these uh, assertions, by the way, that the surge has been successful, that Obama's wrong. Um, why well, the I'm, troops might even be able to come back by July. And, the, you we're know, victories at hand. I, I don't know what these people are talking about. <laughs> the, the Iraq War is the biggest strategic blunder in American history um, since uh, Sarah Palin was selected or announced as the selection by John McCain. The United States has uh, spent uh, probably, uh, let's see, uh, doing my quick math here, almost $2 billion. It's um, just a complete vortex of waste. <laughs> occupying Iraq. Well, and, and, and occupying is the word. And then, of course, you look at the reality of the overall strategy. Pakistan and, and Afghanistan have deteriorated. Last month, for the record, Ms. Palin and John McCain, uh, more coalition forces died in Afghanistan than since 9-11. So, you, of course, the, the only thing that's surging in America are unemployment rates, <laughs> gas prices, um, health insurance costs, uh, homelessness, in all probability, and a variety of social ills. But at least she's got a baby with Down syndrome. Talk, and, and talk about a bridge to nowhere. What about the bridge in Minnesota that just collapsed? I mean, our crumbling infrastructure yeah. here at home is another thing. Which McCain, by the way, wanted to suspend the, <clears throat> over the summer as a political ploy. And this, this did work for him politically. Um, and it's part of this uh, 
mythology that's now being created about drilling for oil, um, which obviously will create some uh, eventual uh, increase in America's supply. But, of course, by the time the oil gets online, um, you know, <laughs> prices are likely to be considerably higher due to global demand, uh, mainly from China and India. So I, th this idea that she's an expert on energy is uh, unbelievable. <laughs> Well, she's an expert on cashing the oil check that every Alaska citizen gets, you know, every year uh, among her committee that I she sat on. I just wish so that forth. the balloon drop had included a few inflated condoms because uh, <laughs> well, the I want to talk about only. the banner drop. Yeah, the camera caught it so briefly, and mm -hmm. it, it, you know, I'm not sure who's in, in charge of the editing of the video images that uh, PBS broadcasts. <clears throat> because typically it seems very sympathetic to the rhetoric that's being uttered, the face that you cut to in the crowd. But at one point, did you see the banner that was unfurled in the upper? Uh, no, reaches? I was, I was, I was actually already working, so I heard McCain's speech on the radio. A, a protester, apparently from the Vets Against the War, uh, unfurled a banner which read "You can't win an occupation" and began to shout during McCain's speech, mm -hmm. sort of murmurous noise in the background, and to shout him down. The crowd, you know, the USA, USA chant. Right. Those were an attempt to shout down this protester. Okay. And uh, it was very interesting to watch because uh, it seemed to confuse McCain. And uh, he seemed to initially think that those chants were for him and his speech. And then eventually you could see him figure out that, oh, there's a protester up there. And he actually responded to the heckler fairly well. But the, uh, the angry tension in the crowd was disturbing and frightening. And... Uh, you mentioned Pakistan and the unraveling uh, situation there. Uh, lost in the shuffle of uh, all the media madness last week was the fact that we actually attacked Pakistan. Sure. And uh, killed up to 20, including women and children, in a raid on a border village that apparently turns out to have been based on very faulty intelligence. And this follows, by the way, an incredibly embarrassing event in Afghanistan recently in which the United States military is now investigating a erroneous bombing of a what they thought was a Taliban stronghold, but clearly uh, were given uh, inaccurate intelligence and Enough. killed an estimated 90 civilians. Of course, not much and time. And these events just keep happening oh, almost yeah. daily. This is a steady drip, drip, drip. And, uh, you know, the surge in, in Iraq is uh, attributable to success. Yes, the violence is down here and there. But the, the fact of the matter is the surge was announced after uh, Baghdad had, for all intents and purposes, been ethnically cleansed. You know, the walls separate. Sectarian lines clearly drawn. Sectarian lines clearly drawn. And a variety of other issues, including outright bribery, the so-called uh, Sunni awakening, uh, the death of Zarqawi. Um, the ceasefire by Maktad al-Sadr. It goes on and on. So the, the insurgency in Iraq is, is, not, is on hold. It's not um, something at the moment that indicates that the, quote, surge is a success. And as we've pointed out repeatedly, the surge itself is a myth. Uh, the United States increased its troop level to replace withdrawing coalition forces. There has been no increase in actual coalition forces in Iraq. Now, clearly, David Petraeus um, understands counterinsurgency and insurgencies much better than his predecessors, and clearly his strategic um, 
decisions in Iraq over the last year or so have improved the situation on the margins. David Petraeus, by the way, is about to leave his job. He's been kicked upstairs. Yeah, he's been kicked upstairs. And uh, we'll, we'll see how Iraq fares over the next several years. But uh, if McCain is elected, obviously we'll be there uh, for four more years. That's That may as well be the chant for the military. <laughs> and I'm sure that... <clears throat> Uh, Sarah Palin's son, who's about to be dispatched, she keeps citing 9/11 as the date. I don't quite <laughs> understand. By the way, did you hear how that she knows this? Or Giuliani had been selling shirts priced at nine dollars and eleven cents oh. during his campaign. That's <laughs> class class move there. Yeah, well, he's from a, a classy guy. He's a go-getter. He's <laughs> he's an entrepreneur all the way. Um, boy, another... Uh, it just shows that Biden was right. Everything Giuliani says is 9-11, a noun, and a verb. <laughs> and right. a T-shirt, apparently. <laughs> and a T-shirt. Um, boy, I don't know if you can get T-shirts for this, but uh, you might want to dig up your old T-shirts for... Remember that fab singing group from yesteryear? The Keating Five. Oh, yeah. Um, well, John McCain uh, was... Uh, Part of that big batch of fun, and apparently another bank failure, uh, this time the one that Andrew McCain was a director of until recently. <laughs> Is this his brother? Uh, it's his son. Oh, his son. Uh, John okay. McCain, yeah. A bank with ties to the family of John McCain was shut down by federal regulators on Friday, the 11th bank failure this year, threatening to cause ripples across the presidential election campaign. Andrew McCain, son of John, was a director of Nevada-based Silver State Bank until resigning in July for... Personal reasons, and uh, he was a member of the Silver State Audit, Com Silver State's Audit Committee, which has responsibility for overseeing the bank's financial accounts. Um, of course, the Keating Five, uh, Don Regal, Michigan senator, uh, at that time was uh, kind of lost in the tailspin of the Keating Five. Yeah, and and of course, this is one of those. <clears throat> Moments and they, you know, the experts on McCain Clay was on McCain say that it was critical to his his uh, idea to become a reformer. And just for the record, by the way, um, the massive bailout today of Fannie and Freddie Mac, um, very murky uh, about the obligations that American taxpayers are taking on. But the the financial experts basically point out that Fannie and Freddie have uh, $5.3 trillion in debt uh, mortgages on the books. And it's, this is a very complicated story, and I don't want to get into it tonight. But um, while the, the Republican Party is celebrating the anointment of John McCain, of course, we get a jobs report. Now there are mm -hmm. more than 600,000 Americans that have lost their jobs. And, of course, in recent weeks, we've seen uh, initial claims for joblessness go way up. This is a uh, six to eight-week trend that's occurring. And uh, a record 9% of American homeowners uh, with mortgages are either behind on their payments or in foreclosure at the end of June. Oh. This, this according to the Mortgage Banking Association. They just said this last Friday. So hopefully the McCain-Palin um, show can continue and we can continue to distract America about real problems and how... They, they, I mean, they didn't address any of the substance of America's real problems uh, in, in this convention. It was, you know, conventions we know are show business. 
But this was particularly offensive show business in my book. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, you know, George Bush giving a eight-minute speech via media satellite. Uh, because it, his presence was so odious. The funny thing yeah. in that was in Laura Bush's introduction, the way she stumbled over a particular phrase when she talked about how she was introducing the man she knew so well. I know him. I know George's enduring love. <laughs> There are uh, rumors to be marital problems uh, between the Bushes for uh, gosh knows what reasons. But, one, uh, one can only wonder. One can only wonder. But uh, getting to know you, getting to know all about you, certainly a theme for the remaining uh, eight weeks of the presidential campaign this year. And on the unemployment issue, by the way, there's only going to be one more report before the, we vote. Mm-hmm. And when you have eight consecutive months of increased job cuts and unemployment going up, uh, this is an, an issue that I don't think John McCain is going to be able to wish away or sequester from the media uh, as much as he would like to. Uh, he wants to talk about other things, uh, personality, uh, his his campaign manager actually said this election is not about issues. It's about personalities. And I thought, well, that is troubling because uh, 80% of Americans, 75 to 80% of Americans, believe America is uh, on the wrong course. And uh, it's fascinating to watch John McCain pivot and try and adopt the mantle of change, be the change candidate. It's remarkable stuff, but uh, not too surprising because that uh, experience that he was uh, hammering away at for uh, many, many Months now uh, d- didn't seem to be working, so he's uh, created a diversion once again, and uh, eh, well, we'll have to see what's uh, going to happen in these upcoming debates, both presidential and vice presidential. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, anyway, we are out of time down here. You have been listening to Gray Matters here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Thanks to Andrew for engineering this evening. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next.